Welcome back in, everyone. Flex Appeal Dynasty Fantasy Football is back. We are sorry for the delay. I am Ethan Paul, your host, joined always by Jacob Tyler on the other end. Jacob, week 10, done. We are now three weeks away from the fantasy playoffs if you start in week 14. I mean... What are, you, what are you thinking, man? Are you, are you making it in our home league? As of now, I am. I'm actually in a fourth place, tied for, tied for second wow. points. So it's Impressive. looking like I am, but uh, I do have a tough three weeks coming up. I can definitely miss the playoffs in a 14-team league by going 7-6. and six. Unfortunately, it's yeah. possible. That's good. It's a sign of a competitive league. Or just a, just a very terrible bottom. Yeah, right. That could be it, too. <laughs> uh, before we get going, let me just tell uh, the listeners what we're up to today. We're going to talk about the uh, news of the week, the injury notes. Uh, we're going to talk about the big performers in Week 10, kind of recap it, put a bow on that one. Um, and then we're going to talk about some uh, rookie rankings through 10 weeks, kind of give you guys an idea of how these rookies are performing compared to other rookies. Uh, it'll give us a chance to look back on you know, how we had them ranked in the beginning of the season, the preseason, and then what they're doing now. And then we'll take a look at the uh, most exciting games for Week 11 from a fantasy perspective. Uh, speaking of fantasy, Jacob, oh, yeah. before we get started, thank you, Louisiana voters, because it looks like sometime in the near future, hopefully 2019, Louisiana residents will be able to finally play daily fantasy sports. Hooray. 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 It's Pro- a, props to you people, man. It's a win. It's a win for, yeah. for you know, God-fearing, red-blooded Americans. Yep. Thank so, you, uh, Patriots. And if, if you were one of the unfortunate souls that live in a state that's even behind Louisiana in this aspect, I'm yeah. sorry. But uh, good luck to you guys in the future. Hope you guys can get it on the ballot and it passes. Yeah. Or just come to Louisiana and gamble here. You know, look, I'm actually surprised we're not the last state to do something for the first time. Yeah. So, uh, All right. So enough of that. Uh, don't forget, people on twitter at flex appeal show get in touch with us feel free to follow us tweet at us uh sit start questions uh trade questions dynasty outlooks or if you just want to know what the hell i ate for lunch today we're willing to uh entertain so jacob let's get into it the big news of the week Le'Veon bell does not report he will not play in 2018 did you see this coming uh after about five weeks of him not showing up it kind of got to the point where if he's not, if he's going to miss out on $4 million, then he's going to miss out on $8 million. I think he's going to be okay with missing out on another $4 million. I think he's uh I think he's he, he's satisfied with missing out on this paycheck and the in the chance of uh that big 3-4 year million dollar 3-4 uh, year contract. Yeah, and he'll so, get like a ton of money guaranteed, yeah. maybe 25 million guaranteed. So he'll make right. all of that 14 million back, yep. you know, for signing the dotted line of that new deal. I think, you know, I think he wanted to come back to the Steelers. I, I bet you I know what happened. James Conner ruined any and all leverage Dude, that he had. The leverage killer, man. Not only did they, he he's doing much better than Bell did, right? Last two or three seasons, right. staying healthy, right? And he's not a cancer, and he's hey, he's also got a low po- low budget on the team. Yeah, so exactly. Rookie contract. Yeah, man. Even if Bell wanted to come back, the Steelers probably would have told him, "Look, we don't need you back because we have this other kid that's doing better than you. Yeah. So you could sign our tender yeah. or whatever. You know, we're not going to give you the long term money." Uh, but he, he lost all leverage when James Conner continued yeah. to explode week in and week out. Uh, big injury news, Cooper Cup, a guy we love. I mean, yeah, man. For, for more than one reason. I'm kidding. Uh, out with an ACL. Um, this is a bummer. I mean, he'd already had a, like a sprained MCL, missed a couple games. Um, now he's going to be out for the year. And what stinks from a dynasty perspective, I mean, he might not be ready for the beginning of the year in 2019. Yep. No, that's that's definite possibility because Allen Robinson was just just ready to start at the beginning of the season, and he got hurt week one yeah. of last season. So Cup could be out for a significant amount of time, maybe uh, first four or five weeks of, of 2019 season. Well, if you look at it in a, let's let's just say a year uh, is yeah. is a cons, you know conservative estimate on when he might be back. I mean, I know he's young, but let's say he's back in a year. That's that's week nine or ten of next season. So you could you could potentially see him start as one of those IR you know, eligible to re- return candidates, you know, or what yep. was it called? Uh, the pup list. The, yeah. You know, physically start unable the year. to perform. Right. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Um, you, you know, we, what's maybe a blessing in disguise when he was out his first, you know, two weeks with that sprained MCL, we got to see glimpses of a guy that you kind of like, um, behind him on the depth chart. Now we're going to get to see him the rest of the way out, but who, who's, who's up next man up for Cup? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be Josh Reynolds. Um, he did see a significant, boost in percentage, uh, snap percentage and shares in, in the target game. I don't think he's – obviously he's not as talented as Cup. If he was, he'd be playing just as much. It's it's not a plug-and-play situation that, you, that you'd hope for if you have Josh Reynolds. He's going to be better. 
unfortunately, uh, the tight ends over there are still going to be irrelevant, I think. Even though Cup was basically their de facto tight end, I still think uh, the tight ends over there are not going to be a thing. You got Everett and Higby. Yeah. Even though Higby did catch the big touchdown last week. Well, Ever- and Everett had a touchdown, Everett too. Everett had a touchdown, yeah, too. And, and one of them caught a touchdown against the Saints the week before. Okay. I, I made a comment out loud. We were watching the Saints game, obviously, and then this past week they were in prime time. The yeah. Rams were. And I made a comment out loud to one of our guys in our league, and I said, hey, you know what? We, we were bashing McVay about not using tight ends, but this is two games in a row yeah. now that we've seen schemed plays to, you know, designed to go to the tight end. So maybe, maybe more. you know, if you're holding yeah. out hope for Everett and Higby, you can't, you can't just play him like you said. You can't plug and play. Right. I, I'd rather Josh Reynolds than the two tight ends. Yeah. But maybe, maybe you see some more red zone targets from some of those tight ends. And that's just for this year. This isn't a long-term no, factor yeah, yeah. because once Cuff's back, they're gonna, that position's going to go right. Way down downhill. Right. If you're Josh Reynolds owner, though, I, I do think dynasty wise, hold tight because Robert Woods is not going to be they're they're not going to be able to keep all three of those wide receivers. That's, that's a point I was about to bring up. Yeah. Robert Woods is probably going to go nuts these last what is it this week ten probably six weeks mm-hmm. of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Sell high because he's probably not going to be in Los Angeles next year. Yeah. And I don't know odds are he's probably not going to be on an offense just as good. So he's going to be putting up some pretty damn good numbers. Yeah. I'd cash in on it. Why yeah. you can. Yeah, me too. Especially like, you know, cash in before the, yeah. the free agency starts, right. you know, before. cash in or if you're out of your playoff hunt or whatever. And, you know, and he's and he's tearing it up in week 12, 13 and the trade deadline's not yep. there, whatever trade. I agree. Uh, from Reynolds's point, you know, he's probably going to be the Robert Woods replacement. And at the beginning of next year, if Woods is gone and Cup is still recovering from his ACL, you could see Cooks and Josh yeah. Reynolds running, running in two wide yeah. sets. And what so, do we always say? What years? What, what year is it going to be for Reynolds next year? Three. Year number three. So. Sit tight. Uh, positive things for Josh Reynolds owners, negatives for Cooper Cup. Uh, Brandon Marshall signs with the Saints. We didn't do a show last week, so we didn't even talk about Des Bryant. I don't even want to talk about Des Bryant. Can we even pour one out for him if he, if he didn't even play a snap for the Saints? Okay, listeners, pour one out. Pour one out for my guy, Des. Pour one out for Des. Throw up the X, <laughs> pour one out. Uh, Brandon Marshall signs with the Saints. Anything, I mean, he's probably on the waiver wire in some dynasty leagues. Any worth any look? I mean, no. No. No, no long, no long-standing value, and he's probably not going to be worth anything this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the only negative I think is that it probably hurts Traquan Smith's value just a bit, you know. Yeah. So, but not, not the end of the world. That offense will figure out how to make its way, uh, even with Brandon Marshall there. Uh, let's see. Chris Carson might be back for Thursday's game uh, against the Packers. Slow down, Penny owners. It's yeah. not his time yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you read the write-up and it said uh, today and it said the offensive coordinator um, said that he didn't get the playbook yet. He's still learning the playbook. He's a young guy. He's not. He's not all the way there. So it's not time. But maybe he edges out a number two role behind Chris Carson. The the one question I have for you, I've been I haven't been paying attention to the Seattle Seahawks and their uh, their their practice reports. Did Pete Carroll give the kiss of death? Did he say like, oh, he's the best ever? He's gonna no, did no, he, he did okay, not. Okay, that's good. If yeah. you're a penny owner, that is good news. Yeah. If, if Carroll gives the kiss of death, don't it, you you fade. Yeah. You fade the guy. Yeah, hard because usually if, oh, if yeah. Carroll loves him, he might yeah. get cut next week. Okay. Yeah. And if you um, if you smacking that gum extra hard too. Yeah. Right. He loves him even right. more. You know, Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah, I heard that uh, over the weekend. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He's running around the sidelines like he's like the youngest. Mm-hmm. You know. Like he could probably beat Sean McVay in an arm wrestling contest. Yeah, play pickup game of basketball. Yeah, in the right, right, right. Yeah. Look, game of horse. Yeah. All right. Uh, AJ Green injury, toe injury, I believe. Yep. Uh, could be out what two or three weeks. Uh, yeah. Even though, uh, even though there are reports that he could be back for this ga- the, the game this week, but uh, he doesn't look like he practiced today. It's Wednesday for those who are not listening right away. So, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a week or two injury. Mm-hmm. What does this do to Tyler Boyd? Is this a boost? Is this is a decrease. Oh yeah, no, it's a boost. I mean, target monster galore in my eyes, but not viable and and easily accessible targets. He, I mean, he's lo- going to lo- get the number one cornerback yeah. now. We're about to see what he's really made of. He's going to be but peppered, a, yeah. Yeah, but from a volume standpoint, I think he's going to get you know three or four more targets a game without AJ Green there. Yeah, I mean, the quality targets are going to be right down a little bit because. Right. Efficiency not, may yeah. not be there, but he's going to see an uptick in targets. And so, who gets the uh, who gets the uptake over there? Is it going to be maybe Geo that throwing Geo running some slot or John Ross, C- CJ Uzuma? Yeah, I don't know, man. Everybody was on that tight end a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe John Ross. I don't know. He had the big touchdown right. last week. He could have had another one. I think it was overthrown. Yeah. What a pitiful game that was. Yeah, well. well from Depends the on who side. you're watching. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Saints fans uh, were happy. Look, all I can say about A.J. Green is if there's ever a coach that I'd trust to handle this situation professionally and properly, it's Marvin Lewis. 
He's uh he's cracking a smile by the way, folks. <laughs> yeah, you complete, can't see my face. Complete sarcasm one slash day, S. <laughs> one day when we have a uh, live uh you know video of this podcast, one day, folks, in the future, you will be able to see that I'm pretty sarcastic about everything that we talk about. Jacob is too. Don't fool you. Yeah. All right, uh, week ten, dude. Let's get to some of the best performers. Um, Big Ben led the way with quarterbacks, 49 points. Obviously, we're using six points per t- touchdown, mm-hmm. uh, but 49 points for Big Ben on a Thursday night uh, at home against Carolina. Carolina was a pretty good defense coming into that game, too. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised Big Ben was the highest-scoring quarterback this week? I was. I was. Well, not after what I saw him do Thursday night. It was kind of hard to top that, but, man, he put on a show. Yeah. Him and Juju right off the bat, big mm-hmm. touchdown. Tony Brown had a couple touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It was that office is just lighting it up, man. Big Ben had five touchdowns, only three incompletions. Isn't that nuts? That's insane. Yeah. And Big Ben sneaky good this year. I know we were trying to like sell, you know, in the offseason, but he's on pace to have like his best uh, statistical season yeah. ever in his career this yeah. year. Isn't that nuts? And speaking of selling Big Ben, I sure did that. Sold him yeah. for a second rounder. Yeah. You know, one QB league, FYI. So. Yeah. A no, smart yeah. move because I still don't think long term, you know, he's. I mean, he was talking about retiring and yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Trubisky, uh, we bash this kid a lot. I still don't believe in him. I think it's more of a scheme thing. Uh, Forty-five points at home versus Detroit. I mean, are you buying Trubisky yet? I know, I know, we say this every week. We kind of have this conversation every week. Are you all in on Trubisky? Hey, if we're buying golf, I'm buying Trubisky. All right? Really if you're doing it? Yeah, I think golf's a product product of the system and the scheme. Trubisky's not as talented in my opinion, but like they said, he only played he only started what eight games in college. Yeah, it wasn't Th- a lot. This guy's still he's still maturing, man. He's okay. still there. He's in a brand new offensive system with a bunch of more talented wide receivers that he hasn't been throwing to since uh only been throwing to for the past eight eight or so months. Yeah, right, so, right. And he, and they're pretty talented yeah. pretty talented crew around. I him. wouldn't say so. Shaheen's on his way back too, by the way. So I have another tight end to use. Uh, Burton, Burton Rob Robinson. Right. The running back duo. Yeah. I mean, they got a bunch of, you know, yeah. Anthony Miller with the rookie we yeah. like. So Yeah, Tyler Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. there's some guys over there. Rather, uh, th- ra- Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have some guys this year rather than some Jags last year. Yeah, this oh, is- yeah. Last year they were like the worst. They, the last year's receiving core for the Bears was worse than the Bills' receiving core this year. Jesus. I mean, think about it. Like, they had like Dontrell Inman and oh, a bunch yeah. of – I mean – it was gross. It was, it was bad, man. Uh, Drew Brees, no surprise here at Cincinnati, uh, thirty-seven points. I mean, I guess I say no surprise. Uh, I don't think. I mean, last year was disappointing from a fantasy perspective. This year, he's actually putting up damn good numbers, uh, throwing the rock pretty and efficiently. It's not dump downs, man. He's. I think yeah. he's leading the league in uh, over twenty yard percentages. Everything's looking good for him. He's he's, he's tearing yep. up the stat sheet. He's going down the field efficiently, and he only has one interception on the year. So take, there's that. Take your uh, black and gold glasses off uh-huh. right now, okay? Yeah. Week 10's in the books. Uh-huh. Who's your MVP front runner? I mean, that touchdown number that Mahomes has is pretty sexy. Right. Um, but if you have Alex Smith on that Chiefs team, they're probably still, you know, one of the top teams in the AFC. If you take Breeze off of the Saints team, they're probably not where they are. So most valuable, I'm going with Breeze. I, 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 t- I agree with the point, but they, they throw that out the window. Yeah, they That's, do. It's kind of like the Heisman now. Yeah. It's They're going to look at the numbers. They're going to see... Yeah. 48 touchdowns for Mahomes, a lot more rushing yards. They'll go with Mahomes, assuming he keeps up this pace, too. He probably will. No, yeah. no reason to believe he won't. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver position. Let's get to it. Tyreek Hill, speaking of Mahomes, uh, led the way with wide receivers this, this week uh, at nope at home versus Arizona, 32 points. Hill's been kind of up and down this year. Mm-hmm. If you look at like Hill, Hunt, and Kelsey, it, every game, Mahomes isn't at, that good yet. He's not supporting all three of them. Right. You know, from a not fantasy like, perspective, not like he did the first couple of weeks where right. he was just feeding everybody out of this world. He kind of he kind of keys in on one guy. You know, Tyreek Hill have a big game, and then and then like this week, thirty two, and then Kelsey only have twelve. So can, I hear, can I hear Sammy Watkins? Sam, oh, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Bueller. Yeah, is he on? Is he on this? Oh, Sammy Watkins isn't on this. He was list. out last week, man. Oh, oh, there you go. Of course, of course. <laughs> I know, I know. I just want to. I, hear, I, wanted, you know I wanted to hear you say it. I'm not a Sammy Watkins guy, people. This is uh, Ethan speaking. I am not a Sammy Watkins believer. Jacob is a Sammy Watkins truther from our startup draft. Sammy Watkins all the way. All All right. A-Rob, another one of your guys. Do you still own A-Rob? Yeah, man. I think uh, he's finally healthy. Yeah. He's finally healthy. The hammy, I think it was the quad or the hammy bothering him after, I think, week three. Yeah. And the targets have been there. Just he hasn't been getting separation. Dude, he looked like a complete monster last week. Yeah, he, yeah, he looked he looked like uh, a Rob of old. Thirty one points at home against Detroit. You know the the hamstring and the quad injuries; those sometimes pop up when you have like a knee injury or you're favoring one leg. You know, you get some muscle issues. Um, yeah, he does look healthy. My only concern is you mentioned this, you know, pre-show. 
you know, Trubisky's kind of been inconsistent. He doesn't really target one guy. You know, they spread the ball around a lot. Um, he is getting a fair share of the uh, target percentage, yeah. though. And he's on the field. I mean, he's, he's the clear yeah. number one. It's not like we have to worry about his yeah. role. It's and just they're, they're scheming him open. They're lining him up outside. He's yeah. a heavy. He's a heavy guy over the middle that nobody can really cover. So right. they're they're doing they're putting him in positions to succeed. That's and that's all you can ask for. Okay, so you're an A. Rob believer that down the stretch. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Thomas, 27 points at Cincinnati. That kind of goes hand in hand with Brees. Michael Thomas's catch rate is like. 98%. It's, it's stupid. It's he's only he's had like 90 targets only and caught like 84 of them. It's yeah. it's crazy. I can't believe it. Um, I think he has more fumbles than drops this season. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Two, I think, is the you know. Um he made an insane touchdown catch too in that game. Mm-hmm. Let's see, no surprise there. Brandon Cooks um at home against Seattle, 26 points. Yeah. Brandon Cooks, you think I mean, how much more of a volume uptick are we seeing out of Cooks now that uh, Cup is out? Oh, big time. And yeah. I'm I'm here to eat some crow on that. I thought uh, I thought he was going to do better than Sammy Watkins. I didn't think he was going to do this. Yeah, right, right. Well, Cooks has been consistent. Yeah. He's not injured. Uh, you know, right. he's never injured. Right. Um and he's not just in that Sammy Watkins role where he just goes deep as a decoy. He's they're actually everywhere. Yeah. They're they're actually well, they're actually throwing it to I mean, well, they're they, you they, know. They're loosening the reins on on golf right. a little bit. They're right. letting them they're, they're letting them sling it now, yeah. you know. Uh, and he's dropping dimes. I yeah, mean, every week he's it's like, man, this guy is on ropes, putting it on. The, yeah, it's crazy. It's looking good. Uh, Corey Davis um, at home versus New England, twenty-five points. And good look, to see that. And Mariota's healthy. I mean, the ball, they're moving the ball a little bit more. They're doing a little bit more on offense. Uh, I think it's time to fire up Corey Davis at at, yeah, at least in your flex uh, on a week-to-week basis until he proves you wrong. At this point, this uh, this random thought popped up in my head. It's, it has nothing to do with Corey Davis, who I like. AFC South's looking really good, man. Mm-hmm. Hot take alert. Mm-hmm. Colts are going to win that division. Oh, jeez. Colts no are going to win that division. You know why? Because they're led by Captain Andrew Luck. Yeah, right, right, right. And his Twitter account. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't like that defense at all. The, the, been, the Colts defense. They've been pretty damn good lately, man. I think the Texans are going to win that division. Hey, they what six game win streak right now yep. going right now? They're on a roll. Yeah. They they have a talented QB. They have talented pass catchers. I mean, they have all the pieces. Um, and their defense is, I think the best in that division. I know it's kind of hard to say. Jacksonville is just oof. What is it? Did you did you hear about um uh who's who's the uh, Jalen Ramsey? Did you hear about what happened with oh, him during the game? Jeez, what happened? Well, they were running he, they were running zone uh-huh. and he got fed up with the with the play calling. He was playing on an island, man on man, while the rest of the 10 <laughs> were playing zone. And obviously people were just getting scheming right under him and getting getting around. Yeah. He was just playing his own game. His he own was, game of a one on one. He was just covering a wide receiver, and, and the coach had that audacity to say, "Yeah, he had a few busted plays. We had a few busted plays because of him, dude. They were running wild in this area of zone coverage." Yeah, that team took a big step back this year. It's amazing. Um, I don't like Jacksonville, and then Tennessee. I mean, you never know. We, we talked about the Titans and Corey Davis. Uh, their defense is decent. They got Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry. I mean, you can see it. It's just I don't know if I trust them yet as a as the best in that division. So you're taking the Colts. I'll take the Texans. All right, we'll have to come back to this and fade the Jags, definitely. Oh, yeah, fade the Jags. Um, Running backs, David Johnson, big blowout game uh, at Kansas City, 37 points. What what are you fist pumping over there for? My guy, man. I love me some David Johnson. Yeah. I traded him away, but I'm still still BFS with my guy. Yeah, you love him so much, but I traded him away. Uh, (laughs) 37 points. Man, I just, you know, I'm not pulling the plug on him yet. If he's like if he stays in Arizona, I'm not overly worried because you got to think they're going to get better on offense. They're going to grow mm-hmm. with the young quarterback. But it is good to see some flashes uh, from him. Thirty six points from McCaffrey at Pittsburgh. What a game! That, that guy and he and you know what? I was I'm, I played against him in our home league and <laughs> yeah. the guy he got like a fourth quarter garbage time touchdown. It pissed me off. They were they were losing by like forty points. It was late, like middle of the fourth, and they were running McCaffrey to the goal line. It's like what are you doing? Get him out of the game. This game's what, over. What did you lose by? Uh, a lot. Okay, so what? That that didn't matter. No, well, I mean, the thirty six didn't. Ha- I mean, I, I mean, I think I. It was you lost by ten. Lost you by lost 10. by ten points. There you go. Yeah, right. So that like that last drive probably killed me. Yeah. So it's pissed off. If you got like twenty five points, I would have won. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Zeke at Philadelphia, thirty six points on the road. The top three running backs, by the way, road um, road running backs. Just oh, wow. weird, you know, maybe because the team, the, well, the, their teams wanted to run the ball, you yeah. know, on the road, blah, blah, blah. But also, big pass catching backs, too. They got most of the points catching the ball. David Johnson, McCaffrey, Zeke. There you yeah. go. 36 points for Zeke. 35 from Nick Chubb. Let's talk about Chubb at home against Atlanta. The Browns pull the upset. Atlanta is a dumpster fire. They're not going to make the playoffs. I love it. They're not even going to come close to the playoffs. Uh, can you believe Matt Ryan's getting some buzz for MVP? Is he really? Yeah. 
Because statistically, he's you know tearing it up. Yeah, but yeah, I know, I know. If Drew Brees never won an MVP, I don't want to be that I guy. Know, I don't want to be that guy. Right, all right. But let's come let's on. Go, let's get back to like, Chubb. Let's be get, real here. Let's get back to Chubb. Okay. Uh, Nick Chubb, thirty-five points. Did he had like a ninety-two-yard uh, touchdown in this well, game? Pull it out of a shotgun. Oh he yeah, was, he looks good, man. I mean, I, we liked him coming out of college. It was kind of hard to rank him. We didn't know how, where he'd fit. Mm-hmm. You know, Carlos Hyde was in front of him. Uh, Dookie there taking passing game work. Yeah. I mean, w- thoughts on Chubb overall as a prospect? Oh, I'd love to have him. I'd love to have him on any of my teams. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say that. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's in a very good situation with some solid offensive talent around him yep. to where nobody can really key in on him. And right. the offensive line is sneaky good. Mm-hmm. That's a really good team. That is a lot better than what their record shows. Oh, yeah, for sure. Really good. Well, you know, bad coaching will do that. That's one. They fired Hugh Jackson, so that's... Bad. What What makes Hugh Jackson a bad coach? Oh, his record. Oh, yeah, right. his <laughs> record, yeah. I was looking at you like, are you serious? <laughs> um, so that, that's step one. I, I agree with you. He's going to get better. Uh, Jarvis has been kind of up and down, but because Mayfield's taking his lump. So mm-hmm. moving forward past 2018, I still like all the Browns players. Um, Aaron Jones finally has his big breakout game against Miami, 32 points and all the reports this week, even from Rogers and some of the coaches, he's the lead dog. Now this was a mm-hmm. handing of the torch, yada, 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 all the cliches, Aaron Jones, dude, unleash the beast. Unleash it's him. about damn time. Yeah, John- it's about time. Williams is not a thing. He no. should never be a thing. No. And McCarthy needs to go. Yeah. I'm tired of this dude. He's holding Aaron Rodgers back. He's holding that offense back. Right. Yep. Feed the beast, man. I'm with you. Feed Aaron Jones. Um, I actually like him down the stretch, too, because the, the Packers are going to be in, like, desperation. You yes. know, got to make the playoffs mode. You got, you got some redraft shares? Uh, yeah, I do. So do I. I do, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm all – feed him. Let's win the ball yeah. games, you know. Let's do it. Uh, plus, Rodgers, man, you know, he got to keep him healthy. And what, mm-hmm. what's the best way to keep a quarterback healthy? Run the ball. Run the ball. And he's a good pass blocker. The, the, the lack of – Pass blocking ability was way overblown in the yeah. offseason. The yeah. dude's out playing. Was it a Jonathan Williams? Uh, um, sorry, uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams yeah. right now. He's out. He, he's out playing him every facet of the game. Right. It's almost a blessing in disguise that they they cut they traded Ty Montgomery. It's like if he wouldn't have fumbled that ball a couple weeks ago, he probably wouldn't have been traded, mm-hmm. and he'd still be in that mix taking work from these guys. Thank you for fumbling Ty Montgomery. Signed, thank, Aaron Jones, owners. Thank you for taking the ball to the end zone. They clearly told you not to. Right. You know he did this in college too. Yeah. He did it. I saw a replay of it. He did it at college, and they the other guy literally tackled him in the end zone. That's funny. Like to stop him from yeah. returning. His it. teammate. His teammate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bad apple there. Yes. Tight end Ertz, a forty burger, a forty burger against Dallas. Wow. What? I, like I told you guys over the phone in the group text. I uh, I went to bed. He had about six points. Uh-huh. Thinking a guy. Uh, thinking I had a chance to win. Uh-huh. Wake up. See the forty. I just turn my phone off. Yeah. and get back to bed. No, yeah. You, I mean, forty. And it, it just it, he just I never just, stopped. What I don't know. Mean? I don't. I didn't see any highlights. I don't know how it happened. You I'm assuming he caught a bunch of t- a bunch of passes and touchdowns. Uh, yeah, That's usually had, how it works. I think right? he had like fourteen catches. Let's pull oh. up the stats. It was. It was. I mean, it was a. It just like never 17 stopped. Seventeen targets or something I'm like pull that. Pull up right now. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, he had sixteen targets, oh. fourteen catches, 145 yards, and two touches. I mean, you can't compete against that. I mean, that's, that's like the best game a, a tight end will have all year. Just. just don't don't visit that box score or don't visit that matchup when that happens. Sixteen targets, it's amazing. Considering they just traded for Golden Tate, and remember yeah. we we talked about well how will Golden Tate affect Ertz over the middle well, and you know for what it's worth I didn't say that I said Tate was going to take a significant uh significant down downturn right 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 but people are you know people are everywhere fantasy owners are everywhere you know how will the Tate signing affect Ertz you know will it diminish his role what what the hell were, were the Eagles even thinking with that trade. A one-year rental, and they traded what was a third rounder. Maybe because we don't see the practices. Aguilar, maybe you know, was he wasn't performing in the games. Maybe he wasn't doing well at practice either. Yeah, need some wide receiver depth. All they had was Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, it's it's week ten, and I wish I would be more prepared in this aspect. But I I read something that he had less than thirty percent snap share, in week ten after a bye week and being on the team the week before. Week ten. For a one-year rental, and you're gonna pay a third for that, right? Right? right. Like, for thirty percent snap share. If, if, if he doesn't make the playoffs, it's a colossal failure of a trade. Oh yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, then they only get him for what five games, five eleven games. through 15, 16, 11, 12, 13, yes. six games, and, and less than you know fifty percent snap share for the first couple games. That's amazing. 
Uh, don't worry. He's going to eat this week. They play the, the Saints. The Saints secondary is still pretty leaky. Wow. He'll probably get eight targets for 95 and a touch, something like that. Get him a TD. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Ebron, surprise story of the year so Definitely. far, in my opinion. Uh, against Jacksonville, 28 points. Where is Ebron on the uh, yearly? Let's I think see. he's ranked third right right before Kittle. Really? Yeah. Let's see. We're going to look right now. People were doing our research on the fly. Season total, filter. Oops, I went to quarterbacks. Well, Ebron has been impressive this year. I mean, I'm, I liked him preseason, but I didn't know he'd be – okay, he's fourth behind Kittle. Kittle's beaten him by two points. Uh, and these are PPR numbers, people. Uh, Ertz is first with uh, a buck 83. Kelsey is 171. Kittle is 147, and Ebron is 145. For what it's worth, I'm a Kittle guy, but Kittle had, ha- hasn't had a bye yet. It's this week. Ebron has. So that's the – There you go. That's the correction there. There you go. So, I mean, man, Ebron, uh, you like what you see. But, look, here's the difference. You see these top four tight ends uh, all above 140, right? Mm -hmm. After that, it's a big drop-off. Jared Cook's down to 114. Then there's three other tight ends at 107. And then everybody else is is below 100. I mean, Jimmy Graham at 88. Njoku at 84. Kyle Rudolph at 80. I mean, it's such a... Such a bad position overall. This, this top three right here is, I think, your uh, your future of the tight end position. Yeah. And uh, it remains to be seen, but I think Hunter Henry has a chance to be in that that group. Mm-hmm. Maybe not he has to earn that, that right, but right. I think this top three right here is what you're going to be seeing for the next four to five years. I mean, what other young tight ends paired with young quarterbacks can, you know, I mean, Hunter maybe, Henry, maybe Trey Burton. Trey Burton has a good possibility of yeah. uh, being in that top five OJ, group. OJ you know? Howard, if they can get a yeah, decent but, I mean, quarterback. Jesus, yeah, quarterback struggles there. I mean, maybe we like Njoku's yeah. talent with Mayfield. Yeah. I don't know. It's to be seen. But, yeah, I agree. Ertz, Kelsey, and Kiddo are by far and away the top three dynasty tight end assets. And everybody else, you just you grab two or three tight ends and you try to play the matchups with. Dangle Gronk in, in front of any hungry owner because yep. after the season, he's not going to be worth much. I saw a report that said that uh, the Patriots are going to wheel his ass out of town. He's not coming back. So, Ooh. yeah, there's that. All right, Austin Hooper uh, Cleveland uh, uh, at Cleveland, 21 points for the Falcons. He was the third tight end. And then Kittle had 17 uh, against the Giants. Hooper's been kind of well, – he hasn't been kind of – he's been way up and down this year. Yeah, he's um, – He's a nice talent. You know, the quarterback's tearing it up. You just can't depend on him week to week, so. Well, yeah, his lows are pretty low. I mean, he has a, he has a three-point game, yeah, five-point game. But uh, he has some pretty good big games, 22-pointer, 21-pointer, 17-pointer. Yeah. So it's – I mean, half, you know, half of his – production coming in you yeah. know i don't know he's one of those guys like bye week guy cross your oh, fingers yeah, you know injury at the tight end position throw him in there hope he gets 20 points yeah, absolutely all right uh, before we move on let me tell you guys uh, the listeners about my bookie watching football is fun but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games guys it's time to get off the sidelines and get into the game you should be betting at mybookie.com you can bet the spreads, pick the winners, play parlays, and more. And you can bet on more than just football. You can bet on basketball. You can bet on hockey. You like fighting. You like UFC. You can bet on that. MyBookie.com is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. They have been in business for years. They've got great online reviews. And they have a mobile site that's easy to use. Log into MyBookie.com right now. Use the promo code FLEX, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's free money, people. If you use the promo code FLEX, F-L-E-X, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, Jacob, rookie rankings after 10 weeks. You had pulled them up, and we had looked at them pre-show. I mean, our rankings at the beginning of the season weren't even close to what these people are producing uh, after 10 weeks of their rookie years. Now, I know we're looking at dynasty. Yeah, but right. I was just about to say that. It is yeah. interesting when you look at some of the numbers for their rookie campaigns. Yeah, it really is. Uh, no surprise, top running back, mm-hmm. Mr. Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 24.2 points a game. Right, which is, which is let's just, let me just say this, it's the highest points per game, fantasy points per game, than any other rookie yeah. at any position. Even quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. Even quarterback. So, Barkley... It, he's paying off. If you pit, spent the one one on him, I did. He's paying off. So there's that. If you traded him and it, it, you're probably hating yourself, yeah, I did. Yeah, right, right. It, you're kicking yourself. <laughs> uh, what I, I was surprised here, Philip Lindsay is number three on the running back running backs list with 13 points a game, 13.2 points a game. I mean, man, dude, this guy went undrafted in a lot of dynasty drafts, and yeah. he's the third highest scoring running back uh, out of the rookie bunch. Royce Freeman, 
bringing oh. up bringing up the rear. Well, here's the you want to go with the negatives. I'll just rattle off three of them right here. Number eight is Royce Freeman with eight point seven points a game. Number nine is Rashad Penny with five point three games. And if I scroll way down this list to number thirteen, Adam Thomas, Ronald Jones, <laughs> Rojo. 4.9 points a game, which is actually higher yeah. than I thought. And that's that's like what five games. Yeah, yeah, right. So right. That's yeah, gross. That's not good. Is he man. still out, by the way, with the hammy or whatever he I had? Think he's still I know Jaquiz Rogers had like Jaquiz freaking Rogers had like 16 points last week in a PPR. Ronald Jones. Ugh. So those are the negatives. The positives, I mean, if you drafted Nick Chubb, uh what, range six through eight in your that's, rookie that's, draft? Yeah, that's where he was going. He, he's the number four guy right now, and he's just starting to get that role with Hyde out of town, mm-hmm. averaging 10 points a game. Yep. Naheem Hines has been a surprise, playing with uh, Captain Andrew Luck, 11 points a game. Sonny Michelle, his knee injury still bothers me, dude. I know he's averaging double-digit mm-hmm. points per game at 10, but... I mean, are are you? I mean, are you worried about his health long term? Long term, yeah, it's definitely yeah. definite concern. But uh, I mean, on on a three year basis, which we like to grade everything by, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm liking the situation. He's gonna get an uptick and stuff. Him and James White are uh, definitely splitting the load. I'm curious to see what's gonna happen whenever New England either brings in some more running backs mm-hmm. next year or the ones they currently have come back healthy. Right. Because uh, New England is they they do have a habit, and everybody knows this. Of, yeah misusing running backs the way we uh we don't like right i agree um another good bargain here we talked about chubb carry on johnson is the second highest uh scoring running back out of the rookie class averaging 13 and a half points per game um i mean you probably got him as the last you know we had that tier of eight eight yeah yeah he was the last he was number eight in, in a lot of people's eyes in our draft i think he went you know eight or nine yeah uh and he's the second highest scoring running back out of the rookie class so there's that yep. let's talk about ito smith you had mentioned him you like this guy more and more as we creep towards 2019. Tell us why. Well, the the coaching staff obviously has some confidence on him. They're trusting him big time in passing downs. He's he's ripped off some big TD runs whenever uh, our, uh, us Tevin Coleman owners were hoping to get cash in. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, Tevin Coleman's probably not going to be in Atlanta next year. That's one point to check off. And then Freeman, all Freeman has to do next season, if Coleman's not there, is to be Devontae Freeman. He's going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And who's going to be left to, uh, to left to take over the snap share? That's going to be Judge Ito Smith. Yeah, and uh, I think he's definitely capable with Matt yeah. Ryan slinging the rock, and that offensive line isn't the worst in the world. So no, Ito Smith's a definite buy buy low right now because he did have a, a couple bad weeks the past two weeks. So yeah, I'd cash yeah. in. Oh yeah, you need to grab Ito Smith. I mean, you probably got him in the third round of rookie drafts last year, but you need to try to get him, even if you have to pay up for a set, like give a second. I'd give a second yeah, in, me a too, in a heartbeat. Because not only is he gonna he's gonna get action next year. Let's assume Coleman's gone. He's gonna get action as the number two back behind Freeman. Okay, that's locked in action. Ten points a game minimum. Right, right minimum. And then not to mention he's one of the most valuable handcuffs in the game yeah. at that point. So. I'm with you there. Any other names on this list you uh, feel like discussing? Jordan Wilkins, he's kind of blah. Trenton Cannon. Man. Penny. We didn't talk about Penny. Oh, wow. Well, oh, we did, we did mention him at yeah, the beginning of this. 5.3. I mean, we, well, yeah, and Carson's out. He's going to be with Mike Davis. I mean, Mike Davis. Dude. I mean, if Penny can't beat out Chris Carson yeah. and Mike Davis. I mean, yeah. now look, it's rookie. They spent the first rounder on him. Maybe he gets more involved next year. Yeah. But I'm I'm about ready to pull the plug this year on Rashard Penny for 2018. Yeah. All right. Just to give kind of a little bit of a recap of the big guns, Barkley comes in at first, Kyrion Johnson second, Nick Chubb fourth, Sony Michelle sixth, sixth, Royce Freeman eighth, Rashard Penny ninth, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Ronald, Ronald Jones thirteenth. Can't forget about Rojo. Yeah. So there you go. That's your that's your your big ticket guys. Rundown of those guys. Right. Right. Nobody saw Philip Lindsay coming. Uh, Hines was kind of a wild card. Edo Smith. Uh, I think you know perfect situation. And a couple of these other names. Chase Edmonds is probably still a valuable guy to own only because of a handcuff to David Johnson. And if David Johnson leaves, you know, there's that. Josh Adams is at 14. These last two guys on our list here of top 15. Josh Adams averaging, I know this doesn't sound like a lot, 3.4 yards uh, yards of carry, 3.4 points per game. But he's... Going to be the starter in Philly now. He's getting more run, yeah. and he's been active all season. Right. So if he doesn't get it, even if he's active, he doesn't get a run. Yeah. Then it's a zero. It's a zero yeah. burger. Right. Right. Nothing burger. And just just some semantics here. The list stops at fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. You know what that means? What? According to your list, Darius Geis is tied for sixteenth. Oh Jesus. My my God, I mean, technically he's tied for last I know, with I know. every other semantics active on your list. You know what I mean? Okay, 
Right. On your list. On my list, he's 16th. Sure, right. On your list that I gave you. In your eyes. On your list that I gave you. Okay. Um, Josh Adams, a name to watch. I liked him coming out of Notre Dame. I liked him more than you, I think, but... I think he could be a guy. Ajayi's not the long-term answer in oh, Philly. No, definitely Clement's not. just a role player. Sproles is gone. Smallwood, role player. Probably gonna be playing, I think yeah. Josh Adams has the build of like a Jay Ajayi light, you know, like a big dude. I like Josh Adams a lot. Yeah. And then Jalen Samuels is number 15 on our list. He's a, he's a handcuff to Connor. Now that Bell's done for 2018, he's a valuable handcuff for the rest of the year mm-hmm. this year. But let's assume, because it's going to happen, Bell is gone next year from Pittsburgh. Connor and Samuels might be the one-two punch. Yeah. I actually like Josh Adams and Jalen Samuels at 14 and 15 right now more than I like some of the guys ahead of them like Ronald Jones, Mm -hmm. Trenton Cannon, Jordan Wilkins. So names to keep your eye on. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, let's see. Quarterbacks are probably not going to be as uh, lucrative. Everybody knows about these guys. Well, I think what's funny is with the quarterbacks, they kind of felt they're they're, they're playing out this year just like we had them ranked in in our minds, I guess. Baker Mayfield, number one. I think we all loved him for his playmaking ability. On a season one one basis, not long term. Yeah, no, no, no. Just just 2018. Right, right, right. But we, we knew May, Mayfield had the most talent around him in Cleveland. So it's not, I don't think it's surprising to anyone that he has the most points scored out of all the rookie quarterbacks, right? No, not at all. Not at all. The Sam Darnold was a, a little bit of a shocker. I thought he was going to do actually better than what he's currently doing right yeah, now. Yeah, but that's talent around him, I think. It's pretty it's pretty horrid. Him yeah. and Josh Rose, uh, Josh Allen both have pretty terrible talent around him. Yeah. Uh, Josh, wait, Allen's not even playing right now, though. Yeah, well, yeah, I know well, what you mean, though. Yeah. In general, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rosen comes in at three, averaging 10. Oh, we should have give you the numbers mayfield's averaging 19.3 uh fantasy points a game darnold's averaging 13.9 rosen at 10.6 allen at 11 and lamar jackson at 3.3 all right this is where i'm gonna eat some crow because i gave you i gave you some some shit about ronald jones uh wide receivers who's number one ethan ah he tell us you know i'm just gonna leave number one off the list i'm just gonna go down to number two and start there what do you think no, you got you to do it. All right. <clears throat> Averaging 14.5 fantasy points per game is one Sir Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. He, he's been knighted by the Flexipill fantasy, sh- fantasy show. Gross. And he's my least favorite, like, out of the big dogs. He's my <laughs> yeah, least favorite not prospect. Least favorite, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of, like, the top five guys, yeah. you know, he was my least favorite guy. Um, 130 points on the year. Now, he had a couple, he had, like, two huge games where he scored, like, 30 plus points in each game. So there's that. But, hey, numbers are numbers. He's putting up fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, Christian Kirk is in second place for the total points scored, averaging 9.8 uh, yards. Uh, yards, Jesus. Points per game. What else surprises you here? I mean, Anthony Miller is third. I don't think that's a huge surprise. Is it Marquez Valdez-Scantling at four? It. It's, it's yeah. Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, he's definitely getting a, an even larger share. This His numbers are slowly, slowly creeping up. It's a little bit of a... And a, a, a deflating measure right here, because I think he's better than that that 8.4 mm-hmm. points per game. So, yeah, Valdez Scantling is probably going to be the de facto number two over there. Cobb's out this week. Obviously, Geronimo Allison's out mm-hmm. for the season. So it's going to be the Devontae Adams and Valdez Scantling show. And, yeah. Uh, if, you, if, if, you're, if you're the next guy on the side of Devontae Adams, you're going to be drawing some pretty uh, suspect coverage. Yeah, I agree. I like him for the rest of this year. And then oh, for yeah. Dynasty, you're probably like looking at chops. You just want this guy to stay healthy, stay on the field, and produce down the stretch. So going into 2019, he's the number two, you know, clear-cut number two guy. You don't want him to fail in these last six games. And the next year, you're worried about Geronimo Allison or one of these other, you know, Jamon Moore, some of these guys, yeah. you know, fighting with him. You so. know, I had an option of all three of the rookie wide receivers in Green Bay yeah. at the draft. They were all on the board. Uh-huh. Oh, and Jamon Moore. Jamon Moore. Jamon Moore. And I don't even think he's seen the field this he, year. He, he, caught a, he caught a first down. That's nice. it. Nice. A first down. Big first down. But Equinemius St. Brown and Valdez Scantling are out there like routinely. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe That's it'll okay. come hey, around. It was, a, it was a crapshoot, dude. That's why they, all three of them were projected so low on the boards because nobody knew how to you know pick them. Lumped together. Uh, number five, Antonio Callaway. Cortland Sutton is number six, but I think his he's probably going to end up closer to the top of this list now that Demarius Thomas is out of town. Surprised at number seven, DJ Moore. A lot of people's like favorite wide receiver this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixty-eight total fantasy points, only averaging seven point seven per game. I thought him and really had the easiest path to success mm-hmm. and the quickest path to success. Mm-hmm. Really's definitely showing out a lot more than we thought. DJ Moore is a bit of an underachiever at this point, mm-hmm. for sure. Traquan Smith, next guy on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you liking him? Not really, man. I'm still kind of the same. I mean, Michael Thomas is there. Kamara's there. Breeze isn't getting any younger. And Ingram's catching so He's right. probably yeah. the fourth in line for pass catching yeah. abilities. And he's the number two wide receiver on the team right now. Yeah. I, it's a bit of an odd situation. I, 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 yeah. 
I don't really, yeah. you know, if Breeze wouldn't be 39, then maybe, but no, not, not really feeling him. I'll tell you who I am feeling, though. I'm still on Michael Gallup train, baby. Oh, God. Now, I know this year no. Prescott can't support <laughs> Cooper and Gallup and then some. But if you look at the numbers, he's actually playing more snaps in the last two games than Alan Hearns, okay? He's, he's establishing himself as the clear-cut number two guy. Now that Amari Cooper is there, maybe, just maybe, by default, he gets weaker coverage and he gets more opportunities mm-hmm. and he can build on 2018 and moving forward. Uh, if nobody can really, nobody listening to the show can really see, but Ethan's reaching far across the table right now. He's reaching hard. Yeah. Come okay. on, man. Gallup's not... He's nothing special. You know, you know who the, who is the better wide receiver than Gallup? Who? Another product out of his college. Rashard Higgins is a better wide receiver than Michael Gallup. I don't know okay? about that. That's my hot take of the night. Look, if 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 you put Gallup on the Falcons, the Saints, the Packers, he's probably like at the top of this list. He's probably top three rookie Sheesh. wide receiver this year. That's my Sammy Watkins argument, man. <laughs> Up until this year, you know, <laughs> Prescott. Prescott's not a quarterback. Prescott is a big tight end that can run like a running back. That happens to be able to flick the ball forward. Yeah. So they stuffed into the quarterback, you know, position in, in college and high school. Uh, he's not the long-term answer there. So I still like Gallup. Kiki Kuti, Damian Ratley. I guess that's the kid from the Cleveland Browns. I think yes. I rostered him at one point this year. DJ Chark is at 12. Dante Pettis at 13. Do you think he would have had better numbers if uh if uh, Garoppolo would have would have wouldn't have gotten hurt? No, because it really was he wasn't really showing it there because uh Garcon was healthy. Trent Taylor is obviously not a thing. I had some hopes for him, but um, Kittle's yeah. the, the de facto number one yeah. over there. Okay. And, and Goodwin. And Goodwin. Yeah, Goodwin, right. Because right. when Goodwin was in, or Goodwin was out when Garoppolo was uh, was healthy. Mm-hmm. Goodwin was out maybe two or three of those weeks. Okay. And Pettis still didn't really yeah, take right, advantage right, right. of it. Uh, equanimity. It's still early. It's still early, it's still early. This is just 10 weeks of their first, you know, it's their first 10 weeks of, of professional ball. So it's yeah. too early to call, but I'm just surprised. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown at 14 and James Washington at 15. That one I'm actually a little surprised too. I thought we thought he could carve out a nice role in the slot, you know, with Antonio Brown and Juju on the edges. But he, I mean, he's on the field, but you still see guys like Darius Hayward Bay and both of their tight ends catching passes, and he's not really that involved. So there's your top 15. I won't read them all again, but uh, like you did, the big dogs, Calvin Ridley is first, Christian Kirk is second, Anthony Miller is third. Who would have been the next one? Sutton is sixth, DJ Moore is seventh. Gallup is ninth. I mean, I guess you have to throw in Gallup. Had to do it. I mean, those were because those were like the top ten. <laughs> I get it. I wide get receiver. It. You know, like when we were setting up our big board, the mm-hmm. top ten that that was kind of it. Then it was like a break, and then yeah. you know you had a- Antonio Callaway. You know, some of those other guys, Kiki Kuti, Pettis, yeah. the, the Charks. Yeah. Those were like the next guys up. I get it. So, all right, tight end, drum roll, please. This is uh, this <laughs> what we're about to announce right here is the reason why Ethan and I, Ethan and I are on the anti-drafting tight end yeah. position. It's actually you and Adam because I was oh. all aboard. Oh, it, I was I, on board with Gasecki. Right. You drafted like eight tight ends last, not this past season, but the season before. That's because I needed tight ends. You needed tight ends. I, 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 I you was got out of nothing. You I got, got like five tight ends. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was a big I was a big Gasecki fan. Okay, I'll admit that. But this is this is your argument right here in a this nutshell. This is it, dude. Chris. Herndon, who I drafted, New York Jets tight end, Christopher Herndon. It's oh, not Chris oh, Herndon. Excuse me, it's Christopher. Excuse me. You know, you know how hard it was to add that guy to the Yahoo Player de- Database. Wow. It was hard as hell because I typed in Chris uh-huh. and it would not come up. <laughs> so I remember that from now on for the rest of my life. Christopher, Christopher. Herndon, New York yeah. Jets tight end, sixty-two fantasy points through ten weeks, seven points a game. He leads all rookie tight ends in points, in total points, mm-hmm. and well. Points per game will take Will Disley out. Will Disley has a higher points per game, but that's because he only played like two games and had 30 points in each one. And when we say he leads all rookie tight ends, we're saying Christopher Herndon has more points than Mark Andrews, Mm -hmm. Dallas Goddard, Mm -hmm. Jordan Thomas, Mm -hmm. Mike Jasicki, Mm -hmm. Ian Thomas, Hayden Harris, Jordan Atkins, all those guys. Mm -hmm. Christopher Herndon. Don't draft tight ends, people, until unless it's like a flyer guy in the fourth or fifth round. Right. Don't draft tight ends. Like a veteran guy that's... You know, that you could see blossoming, right? Here's what's concerning to me. I was a big Gusecki fan, uh, and I like Ian Thomas, who I actually drafted in the fourth round of our draft. Yeah, Carolina guy, yep. Chris Herndon, Christopher Herndon, has more total fantasy points com- than, than Gusecki and Ian Thomas combined. And Hayden Hurst. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there you have it. There's your tight end recap. It goes up for, for those who are interested. It goes Herndon, Mark Andrews, Dallas Godare. If you listen to this show, yeah, you, got you get yeah. the joke. Uh, Jordan Thomas, then Will Disley at number five. And Disley hasn't played since like week, week three. Two. Or, yeah, week yeah, two or right. three, yeah. So uh, then Gasecki comes in at six, averaging 3.3 points per game. I'm really disappointed with the Gasecki. Can we just can we pour one out for Gasecki? Adam Gase. That complete ass out of a coach ruins players. Kenyon Drake, yeah. Devontae Parker, super talented. You know, Gasecki was off the charts, skills, stats, everything, pedigree. And he gets in there, he's averaging 3.3 yeah. fantasy points per game. Yeah. I could get 3.3 points per game. I could fall forward and get 3.3 points. I mean, that's, Saquon Barkley does that. He catches the ball right, behind the line of scrimmage right. and gets three points. Barkley does Just. that in like in like two <laughs> snaps. I mean, it's in, unbelievable. All right, there you go. We're off of it. We're off of it. So there's your uh, your rookie recap, so to speak, after 10 weeks. Let's Gross. look ahead to week 11, dude. Well, before we do, let me remind the, the uh, listeners here. Twitter, at Flex Appeal Show. Uh, that's how you communicate with us. Um, sit, start, trade, questions, anything at Flex Appeal Show on Twitter. Get in touch with us there. Give us a follow. We would appreciate it. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, hit the subscribe button, share it with people, give us a rating and review. All right, Jacob, week 11 uh, on the horizon. Packers at Seahawks on Thursday night. I actually think this could be a bit of a shootout. Mm -hmm. uh, what say you? Uh, it's going to be a shootout. I'm liking some Tyler Lockett. Mm -hmm. Hopefully Baldwin wakes up, and I'm obviously liking some Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Yeah, I like um, – look, Lockett I think is the play here, but Baldwin, he said he was 100%. Finally, he admitted that he wasn't healthy all year. His knees aren't bothering him. So I might start Baldwin – I mean, depending on what you're looking at in your bye weeks, I might start him. So I like this game a lot. Eagles at Saints. You realize the Eagles are 4-5 and five coming into Week 10? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. The defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah. They might get curb stomped at the Saints. I don't know if you looked at their secondary. They have like five Dar Darby's out. Darby's out. Darby's out. All of their cornerbacks are out. Ma Malcolm Jenkins is the only starter that's playing right now. Oof. The rest of them are like street guys and, and practice squad guys. So. Hint, hint. Start your Saints players. Oh, well, that's every week, but this <laughs> is the week. I mean, you're Michael Thomas owners, you're licking your chops. Uh, Traquan Smith, start him. But I still think, like I said earlier in the show, the Saints secondary is leaky, so you can still start your Alshon Jeffries, uh, some of the, you know some of these past Golden Tate, Hurts, mm -hmm. you fire them all up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, Josh Adams, I know I mentioned I like Josh Adams. I would not start him. The Saints the defense the week. is... Yeah, because yeah. you fall behind, you think they're throwing it to Josh Adams? Uh -uh, no. 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 Smallwood, Clement. It's not just a game flow thing. The Saints' run defense is actually like I think top two in the league. So yeah, you know why? Because they get ahead. Yeah, and right. other teams at the pass. Right, it's a little bit of a skewed stat. Yeah, a little bit. All right, Chiefs at Rams, and when I say at, the reason I said at is because they're actually going to Los Angeles. Yeah, it's it's just it's a cluster. Uh, you know what? You know, whole situation. you know what we should have done. We should have sent Leslie Miles down to Mexico City with his Dos Equis beer yeah. machine. And we should have had him water that damn grass. Inspect it. He should have inspected yeah, the grass. Yeah. I mean, they could have fixed that in a week time with Leslie. I mean, come on, Les. Get down there and do your job. Yeah. Uh, instead, we're playing in Los Angeles. So we go from Mexico City, a third world country, to Los Angeles, who is now uh, third world country air with all the smog and yeah. the uh, fire pollution. Grass? Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't play on that. But yeah. lung cancer, yeah, lung, right, lung, right. lung uh, issues. Yeah, let's Mesothelioma. Do it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to the game. I think start everybody in this game. No, nah, it's going to be a shootout, yeah. man. It, this is the game people have been looking forward to since probably week one or two. Yeah. After Mahomes has kind right. of shown that he's the guy. We thought the Saints-Rams game was, was high scoring. The over-under on that game was 60, and it, it blew by it. Um, the over-under on this game is 63 and a half. Vegas thinks that there will be more points scored mm -hmm. in this game without Cup mm -hmm. uh, than, he, than he thought were going to be scored in the Dome with the Saints and the Rams. So there's that. So if you're a Vegas guy you know, over-unders higher in this game. I, I'd even start, you know, if you had to, because tight end such a weak position, start Gerald Everett, start Tyler Higby. Why the hell not? Because tight end such a crapshoot, this is the game to do it if you're going to take a gamble on those tight ends. And it's not one of those games where they play it safe and the defense has step up. Surprisingly, the Rams' defense is not as good as it was advertised. No, Tlaib's been out, and it's like yep. that whole damn back end isn't, isn't yep. working. And but Chiefs their are, linebackers are, eh. Yeah. Chiefs are very vulnerable up front. Oh, yeah. Gurley's just going to run for five oh, yards of carry. I mean, I think you're gonna, this game might end up being, you know, the Saints game was a shootout with the Rams. I think this game might end up being like 52-48. I mean, yeah. I could see this being like off the charts, damn near 100. Well, that is 100 points scored. That's 100 That's points scored right, right on the Right on the nose. Jesus. 
Uh, and then my wild card game, I have it written here, wild card. You know, if you're a, if you're a sunny and Philadelphia fan, wild card. Uh, Bucks at Giants. Now, you may be asking, Ethan, why are you looking at this game? <laughs> These are two teams that are horrible. They're not in the playoff hunt. I mean, they're, they're bad in most facets of the game. Bucks at Giants. I don't know if the word the, the word ironic is uh, correct in this sense, but these are two teams that would not be in the wild court hunt or in the wild court to no, begin with. No, I'm just putting wild court because I think this yeah, game, could, get, be, no, this game could be one of the most fun games of the weekend just based on how bad both of the defenses are. <sighs> There's actually a little bit of star power on each side. Mike Evans, Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic. Which one are we going to get? Barkley, Beckham. I mean, I think this game could be a shootout. This game could be a 38-35, you know, shootout. You don't You don't see that? Over or under 450 passing yards for Ryan Fitzpatrick? Mm, I'll say under. I'll put okay. him at like 420. Okay. But I can see Eli going up for like 375 yeah. too. Odell's about to, is, right. is going to carry some teams this right. week. Right. I think so, it's safe to say that. There's my wild card game. Any, uh, other, uh, any other things you're looking forward to in week 11, top of your head? Any fantasy players you're looking forward to watching? Any games? Anything like that? Yeah, I'm, uh, unfortunately, Kittle's going to be out. So I'm looking to see some of those streaming tight ends, see how they perform. Mm-hmm. Got Ricky Seals Jones. I like to see how that Arizona offense uh, bounces back after a solid game in Week Ten. Yeah, they really hung in there with the uh, Chiefs. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. I'm interested yep. in that too. Yep. All right, that'll be it, man. This was fun as always. Thanks for yeah. uh, doing the show with me. No problem, man. Enjoyed it. Loved uh, breaking down the rookies, man. We we've talked about these guys for I several know. months, and finally we have a. I don't want to say small sample size. We're more than halfway through the season, but it's nice to finally have some numbers to put with the names. Right, double-digit weeks of their numbers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Not, not measurables like Calvin Ridley's vertical or anything like that. Right, right, right. Official numbers. I mean, it is amazing. Look, it's, it goes to show you how bad this wide receiver class is when a guy uh, like Calvin Ridley, who, we go. who I jump <laughs> higher than at the, at the combine, okay, on the vertical. Unofficially. Is the number one wide receiver in this class. I mean, I'm just saying. When, a, when an out-of-shape white boy outjumps a wide receiver, that's bad enough. But when that wide receiver goes on to to be at the top of the board for all the other wide receivers, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's just a bad class. Let's call it call a spade a spade. I think you gotta re, we got to remeasure this. we got to get you on, on Twitter, on video, uh-huh. redoing the vertical. It is on Twitter. No, I want to see a good angle. Uh-huh. I, I want to see it. Do you again. want officially measure? I, I, I want to see this in person. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna start calling. I'm gonna start calling my buddies at the NFL offices. Go. I'm gonna tell them we got to do this legit. Let's right? go. You invite me to the combine. All right. All right. That's it for us, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that's Jacob Tyler on the other end. I'm Ethan Paul. Uh, another show in the books. We will be back uh, doing some start sit for week 11 in our next show. We're gonna double up this week for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Flex Appeal Dynasty Fantasy Football.